This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. Hey, this is Shiv from Block Party, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunch You Bets alongside my esteemed colleagues and co-hosts, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? The, I got the I got the Christmas spirit in me. I, I got, I'm filled with Christmas magic. I'm I have one more day of work left before two weeks of holidays. Uh, You're this full is, of Christmas bullshit. I yeah, that's probably more like with, it. I have a bone <laughs> to pick with you right now. Uh, right before you came on, you tweeted some absurd crap about Santa Claus that I am just not ready I tell to ya, deal with. Listen here. I didn't see it. So um, I was reading this. This all kind of stemmed from, you know, I think earlier this month. Uh, yeah, I, read, I read books uh, to my daughter before bed. So it was a lot of Christmas books, uh, you know, this lot for the last couple of weeks. So I was reading to her, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, you guys are familiar with this yes. one. This beautiful poem, you know, oldest time. Uh, in it, <laughs> Santa's described as a jolly old elf, and I started <laughs> like, "Oh, I didn't what? know Santa was an elf." <laughs> yeah, no. so I had I had asked you know the Twitter sphere uh, if they thought Santa was either the head elf or a human alongside other elves. Um, and it's it's pretty it's a dead heat. It was like fifty fifty last time I, I checked. I blew what? a gasket on him. I, that yeah, is bogus. Like, Who? I'm not saying I'm one garbage. way. Or the, Santa I'm, is not an elf. Uh, he it, is a we'll, human. We'll put it out. We're putting it out on our podcast Twitter tomorrow. We'll, yeah. we'll settle it once and for all. I'm not. I'm not the saying one way or the other. I'm minions. just saying I've seen both. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that that heated me up before we got on here. <laughs> Cynthia, how are you? Now that I've probably uh, heated you up a little too. Yeah. What the hell. Uh, I'm great. I am uh, like neck deep in Christmas crafts and parties and cookies for my kids. Mom so, life. Yeah. The, the holiday so spirit life. is not so jolly over here for mom life. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we have an awesome guest with us today. We have Shiv from Block Party. Shiv, how you doing, man? Pleasure I'm to have you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm actually looking forward to Christmas. I'm, I'm looking forward. So I don't know about the elf. I don't know about the elf thing, but... Uh, <laughs> What's weigh in on that? Wait, yeah, weigh that's, in on that. Elf or not. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. <laughs> I'm saying no way. By the way, this got me so uh, so bothered. So that triggered. It, oh, it triggered wow. me. Wow. Elf, a little elf coming down the chimney? Yeah, it, just, it got me so triggered 
that it I makes sent... more logical sense that an elf is coming down the yeah. chimney though right. i sent it, i sent a question human? to my buddies that i'm in a group text with um <laughs> let's let's see one of them said hell no one of them said dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> and the other one said and the other one said fuck no <laughs> So th- that's the response I got wow. back. So poll, poll update as of right now, human 57%, elf 43%. That's, okay, that's well, pretty close. It's close, closer that's than garbage. it should be, in my opinion. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. We got Shiv <laughs> here. We're going to talk a little block party, have a little fun, do a little news. Uh, Shiv, we like to start off with our guests kind of uh, just getting into how they got into crypto. What um, you know? What were you doing before? How'd you get into crypto, blockchain, everything like that? And how'd you get to where you are now? Yeah, I was. I mean, I've done a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, I was. I used to work in banking and in tech at eBay, and then uh, um, I owned a share of a music festival, and it, it kind of sucked. You know, the ticketing experience was really bad. Uh, you know, PDFs, and then another PDF, the same PDF coming in. You know, lots of um, fake tickets, fraud, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and there was, you know, scalpers hanging outside the festival with. You know, and I didn't want to go up to them. They looked kind of dangerous, uh, and so I, I just, you know, I thought it was a it was a royal mess. And at the same time, around the same around the same time, one of my um, friends who run the, who runs this uh, IT consulting company, pretty big. Uh, they do a lot of blockchain work for, you know, banks. And he was like, you know, you need to check this out. This is 2015. Um, so I. Uh, I looked into it and I just realized that it was a natural fit. You know, it made a lot of sense. Um, so I kind of learned about blockchain before I learned about crypto. And then slowly the, you know, the crypto bug just kind of, you know, took over yeah, <laughs> as it does. As it does indeed. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell, why don't you tell the audience kind of what, um, what block party is and kind of how it works. I, and actually, g- like a quick question I had, yeah. if, if you don't mind, uh, you said you had, you were, um, involved with a music festival yeah uh what what type of music festival are we talking about it was uh it was it's kind of like a trap hip-hop festival i mean that's not really my main thing i'm, I'm sort of more into house i'm not uh, cool music but any uh, of those festivals. you know trap and hip-hop yeah, yeah a couple <laughs> of, of those guys. i am cool enough <laughs> i listen to that stuff yeah, these guys well, are fogies obviously you're cool enough cynthia but yeah <laughs> no, it, was good. It, it had like uh Little Wayne was the headlining, and then we're trying Ooh. to get Marshmallow. Couldn't get Marshmallow, so we got. I don't know who that is. Um, Logic <laughs> sounds. sounds I delicious. know who that is. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it so was. Old. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was pretty good. It Wait, was, you no, guys don't know who Lil Wayne is? No, I, I know who Lil Wayne, Wayne is. Not Marshmallow. Okay. Yeah, not okay. Marshmallow. Okay. That's no. Above, okay. That's above my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know who Marshmallow grade. is. <laughs> Dude, big big Marshmallow hat. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it kind of, it, yeah. It was uh, it was in New Jersey actually. So oh, uh, nice. Represent. I'm from New represent. Jersey. So. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was down the shore. Um, so you know, is that the Jersey Shore? Is that yes, the, the infamous the, Jersey Shore? The one and only Jersey Shore. That's greatest the episode Jersey of shore. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You uh, you refer to it in Jersey as the shore. Oh, okay. the shore. When you're outside, there's of only it, one. 
There's only yeah. one shore. It's gotcha. like the, it's like you also call New York City the city. It's not right. you know it's not New York. It's the city, I and see. then it's the shore. And we don't like you know we don't like proper <laughs> nouns. I'm I guess. learning about marshmallows. Where else, where else I'm is learning there? About, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, anyway, so yeah, tell the people kind of what Block Party is and how it came to be. Then after after you had those kind of issues. Yeah, so I, I wrote this uh, business plan, you know, to, uh, it was more of a VC, you know, seed investment kind of business plan, um, just real blockchain, no crypto. Um, and I took it around Silicon Valley at that time, you know, trying to get some investments and no one was really interested. No one understood. I don't think anyone really understood blockchain at that point. Um, so I ended up uh, doing something else. I, I started a data company and that kind of did okay. Uh, you know, ended up partnering up with Samsung and, and a bunch of things like that. And uh, I hired a guy who ended up becoming the VP of engineering at this company. And he had sold a blockchain startup to a, a billion dollar company, you know, made a ton of money. And, uh, and he was like, I'm looking for the next thing to do. And I sort of dusted off this old business plan that I had. And he said, well, I could build this. You know, and he, he built power. He kind of built Power Ledger in three months. Um, wow. Oh, really? So, wow. and they they paid a lot of money for it. So I was like, okay, well, you, if you could build Power Ledger, you could certainly build a you know a ticket fly. Um, sure. So let me. Um, so we it was it was a good timing. Um, you know, it's kind of uh, September 2017. <laughs> the market was pretty hot. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, excuse me, uh, David Namdar at uh, Galaxy, he was like, you need to you need to get this. Um, funded because you know there's a couple of ticketing startups looking at the space and they're or, or investing or um you know raising money and they're just really not doing a great job at it so uh i kind of um you know we quickly wrote up a white paper and, and raised the money ra- raised a bunch of money so that was kind of kind of how it came about i mean we had he had some um really uh really unique ideas on how to actually do it properly and, and it made a lot of sense like attaching digital identity to the tickets and you know making it transferable in the secondary market so he come up he came up with some really good stuff yeah so how does that how does that all work together with the blockchain so you know i i had downloaded the app and i was messing around with it um to and, and i think it's an awesome idea because you know there's tons of ticket fraud um that you know i've personally dealt with in the past that when you go to these events and it just seems like a a no-brainer when you talk about okay how it might work with blockchain so um how does it work kind of within you know the app and and like you said secondary markets as well yeah it's it's uh we tried to make it kind of seamless so you wouldn't really think about you know blockchain if you didn't really need to um yeah, there's it, uh, honestly there's like nothing on. I wouldn't know I was using a blockchain application yeah. if I uh, if I was just using it because the <laughs> interface is pretty uh, seamless. Like there's nothing about you know a specific wallet or keys or anything like that that you have to do from a user experience standpoint. Yeah, we we actually want to integrate some of that in so it actually starts to feel a bit more. Um, you know, you can see some of that stuff up front. We will have more on the the key that comes up when you have your digital identity you can use that key within the protocol for different things uh but we wanted to have it such that uh you wouldn't need it and in the same way we could we could use that same sort of ux you know that experience to to managing you know other things like you know any sort of transfer of asset so eventually we would move beyond tickets but uh 
but the goal was just to uh, so you know you we have tickets listed up on the app you can buy the ticket as you would on an Eventbrite or something like that uh, you don't really see the blockchain um, you can pay in, in fiat uh, you know we, we have uh, not on the app but on the web we have uh, payments in, in BTC and ETH uh, we don't have our token on there yet because uh, the app store has to approve our token sure. um, so there's some hurdles to get through but uh, it's pretty straightforward and if you want to transfer it you just uh, you, it's kind of like Venmo you just text it to someone you know you text the ticket and it's all on the blockchain and we we deattach your identity and we attach the, you know the next you know the buyer's identity so it, it's it's seamless like uh, we know who turns up at the gate um, you know you can we, you can charge money for it you can set the mark up you know the cap on the markup so that you know the person who gets transferred the ticket doesn't end up paying like you know 50% or 100% uplift oh, so uh, so you lots, can actually lots of different stuff you can actually I could actually sell it to somebody through just straight from as a secondary market then <coughs> yeah That's yeah you can cool. you can sell it you can sell it uh, you can buy 10 tickets and sell them you know to your friends so we set the caps as well I mean the smart contracts pretty uh, pretty useful that's cool and that is that your so is that your own uh your own chain or is it built on uh ethereum. something like ethereum it's so it is ethereum okay yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah we built it on ethereum uh just just making the i mean there's there's another couple of companies trying to build their own sort of ticketing and different experiences on their own chains and it's just uh we just wanted to get something to market real quick sure. <laughs> and we thought that ethereum did the job up front i mean you know, it might not be the best thing you know, going forward, maybe EOS or, you know, Hedera or whatever. But, I mean, we're, at the moment, we just want to get a product out, you know, get in the market. Sure. So, and then in the uh, in the future, obviously, with the App Store and everything like that, that makes it difficult for, you know, your own token. But how will, the, how will your own token uh, work within the platform in the future? I mean, it already does in the background. Uh, so every transaction is, you know, uh, the underlying mechanism is our token. Um, the reason why that that happens is because uh, we actually use NFTs. Uh, so you know, the ticket's an NFT uh, because you know you can't have a seated venue and have every seat exchangeable or right. have um, you know VIP entry or underage, overage. You know, right. all these different categories of tickets, all these different variables. You couldn't define it in an ERC twenty contract. So you have to have them in an NFT and then to connect. But if you have all these NFTs that are different, uh, without having the ERC twenty connected with it, uh, it would end up being really slow and bogging down the network, like uh, like CryptoKitties. Right. So uh, we had to have a um, a code that links uh, the the ERC twenty and the and the seven twenty ones so that we could actually transact these tickets quickly. So we we transact at uh, you know four hundred you know transactions per second um, for NFTs, which is no one's ever done that. So it's we sort of built our own kind of own we had to build our own there, kind of yeah. lightning lightning esque network, you know, just huh. to. Um, you know, because you've got a hundred thousand people buying tickets, imagine that. You know, at the same time, and they're not all yeah. equal is the big point. So, how do you do that? That's pretty interesting. There, uh, yeah. that's something that I will I didn't think of until you just said it, which is pretty awesome. That makes uh, what the protocol is doing in the background really neat. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, 
Cool. Chamber, any questions there? I feel like I can see your brain I'm just working. Googling marshmallows. I'm sorry. Take <laughs> off the W. There's no W at the end. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's what's happening. He's, like he's getting ready with the eggnog yeah, and the marshmallows. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I, that's um, that's you bring up so, You bring up a good point. I, I just... Um, my wife wanted me to get tickets for... Uh, we have a Cirque du Soleil coming uh, in our neck of the woods. And uh, she wanted to bring my daughter for, for Christmas, like as a Christ- one of the Christmas gifts. Uh, so, you know, I, I get online. I start looking around. And, yeah, there's so many secondary markets where I feel like I'm getting ripped off. And, yep. like, you don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could use it already. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't even know if that's a real ticket. I mean... Exactly. No, 100%. 100%. I was just going to say, I've done the uh, shady back alley deal with uh, meeting somebody for football tickets from Craigslist or <laughs> selling or meeting somebody in an alley or in a parking lot for uh, was Boston Calling. I sold somebody a ticket um, for that. <laughs> so but like if you're doing that, you know, you don't even know you have to trust that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ticket I gave is up real. a lot of money. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have to trust the ticket is real, or uh-huh. you know that the person's not going to kill you in an alley. Which yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've had, I've had someone pull a gun. A friend, a friend of mine had a gun pulled on him when he was, you know, trying to do a back back alley deal for some tickets at the. Um, no way. Uh, in Brooklyn, yeah. Wow. We, we don't have any guns in Canada, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> just jars of maple syrup. I was just going to say, they would just syrup syrup and feather you yeah. in public. Oh, oh uh, hockey sticks. Yeah, yeah hockey, hockey sticks. sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Car. <laughs> Game on. Um, that's pretty funny. So, cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So, yeah. um, the, the project is pretty awesome. So, uh, tell people, you know, where they can find you guys, um, where, how to find you in the App Store, online, everything like that. Yeah, I mean, just go to goblockparty.com. So geoblockparty.com. Uh, it's got everything there. So you know, if you want to look at the the white paper and the smart contract audit, it's all there. If you want to just buy a ticket, you can buy a ticket uh, or download the app. It's got all the buttons. Um, but you, you can also search in the app store and the uh, the Play Store. Uh, Block Party it should come up pretty high in the search. That's awesome. Yeah. So we I, I downloaded it the other day and I, I think it's pretty cool. And like I said, the uh, user experience so far was pretty seamless. So yeah, um, which is awesome. So um, we have to fill it up. We have to yeah. fill it up. I mean, we've we've got uh, 20 more events we're listing right now. Um, we'll have. Um, so how does that work as far as the events? Do you do you have to have specific events sign on? Can you you know, what's that look like from from your like on-ramping perspective or um, from an internal perspective, how the uh, how you guys either sign events or things like that. I mean, that's that's probably the most centralized part, uh, you know, of of the protocol right now is that we have to go out and you know create awareness about you know uh, you know the product to the to the event industry, and it's it's to it's a notoriously sort of you know relationship oriented industry where people sure. you know pay money in advance to get these long term contracts. So we have to. That's the centralized aspect to it, and I think you know it, it takes a couple of years to really uh, break that system down and have people come to us and then just interact directly with each other. Sure. And you know when we you know Satoshi into the uh, into the wilderness, um, <laughs> you know that would be the ideal scenario. But I think for now, for now, I'm still sort of you know, beating the drum and, you know, knocking on doors. Sure. Uh, I mean, eventually the awareness part will get there and 
the value proposition from a venue or a uh, event or a festival standpoint is pretty obvious if you're you know from why why somebody would want to be a part of of that um you know because i'm sure they these events and stuff deal with all kinds of fraud and returns and tickets uh, ticket issues all the time so i mean it seems like a a no-brainer to me if i was running an event as long as as long as you know about blockchain you know yeah (laughs) so that's the um that's the cool part but um awesome so in we will keep on trucking along here and we're gonna do some news Chamber, you got a news story for us today? Um, yeah, it's kind of a news story. Uh, it's on CCN. Uh, headlines, hmm. Bitcoin Exchange HBUS continues comedic billboard campaign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, so- this sounds like a fun one. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. Um, okay. So HBUS is the exclusive U.S. partner of the massive Asian exchange Huobi. Or Hu- I think it's Huobi. I feel like I'm pronouncing it properly. Um, Someone will let you know if you're not. Yeah, (laughs) they sure will. Uh, Continued its funny billboard campaign this week with a new installment. Uh, The billboard depicts an aged man and reads, Who says crypto is stressful? I'm 28 and I feel fine. (laughs) And it's this old guy uh, with uh, the the headphones on and it looks like he's... uh, uh, spinning some beats, um, as the kids would say. I don't, I don't know if that's what the kids say. <laughs> Is it mar- Are you sure it's not marshmallow? <laughs> uh, it may be marshmallow. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, but yeah, I thought that's pretty good. It's a, it's a big billboard in. Uh, this is in San Francisco. Um, so ver- I don't know. Cool. Um, so yeah, they've been uh, they've been doing this uh, for a little while now. Um, I, f- I feel and, like and San Francisco is probably the only place you could put a crypto billboard and people would know what the hell you were talking about well we had uh like i we have them in toronto you do uh, what do they say yeah so it's uh, like we have uh like co- by the dip not, yeah i wish no but like they'll be do you guys not have like coinbase uh billboards or anything like that i have no. never seen a no coinbase so we have uh, coins coin square is the big canadian one and there's billboards like right downtown toronto like the like the place to have a billboard. Like I don't know. I don't know how many thousands of people drive by there. I've never seen a crypto billboard yeah. ever. Yeah, no. they've been. I want to say for a good maybe maybe a year. Like I've wow. I've noticed it for a while. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we um, need to uh, make a wrecked podcast billboard in Toronto. <laughs> 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 Might have to. Might have to. But yeah, the idea is uh, I think they're going for like the E-Trade baby. Um, oh, those you commercials know. were great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Originally great. voiced by uh, my favorite comedian Pete Holmes. Oh, uh, you are you are Pete Holmes. Pete freak. Holmes. Yeah. Maybe uh, you can buy some uh, Pete Holmes uh, stand-up tickets on Block Party. I think there I might. You go. got a new stand-up hey. special coming out. <laughs> Get Pete. Pete. <laughs> yeah. Pete. Pete. Since we know you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, I listen uh, to all his podcast. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. You think you would listen to one of mine? All right. I'll let your boy Shiv. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Anything else to that story? No, that's basically it. just a little little humor for today. Because uh, we're always short on that. We're a little down. <laughs> yeah, we, we're a little dry at times. Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> um, all right. So I got one here. Uh, the title of the the title of the article here from CCN.com. 2018 in four words. ICOs and Ethereum are dead. 
Well, that's Ooh. not. So, so we go from humor to doom and gloom. <laughs> so you know this. Uh, this is a an interesting article because one, the headline kind of grabs you, but the actual meat of the article is. Um, it's a bunch of you know executive crypto executives talking about you know what they what they think of the current market um, and where you know we might see things go next year so uh, here the head of operations Andy Chung of OKX believes that Bitcoin price is being manipulated and uh, pushed down to that $3,000 mark. He says, I personally believe people are pushing it down because they want more traditional and institutional people to enter the market. Um, (laughs) It was too high and people were like, what the hell? Now it's a very good price. So traditional people can come in to the crypto space and we'll slowly go up from Um, $3,000. He's saying, you know, you're gonna see it go up from here basically because but he says you know from here on it's been a little price manipulation um co-founder of decred here jake yakum piat says icos and ethereum are dead well he says in 18 in 2018 we saw the ico model die ethereum flame out and tokens some tokens go to zero um you know, observing these failures reinforced our belief that blockchain-driven future isn't a quick fix. It'll take decades, patience, and longevity to build and gain mass adoption. Um, who else is in here? Uh, let's see. Who is this? Akbar Thobini, a CEO of SFOX. It says that next year will be the year of institutional investment and stable coins. Um, and then... Who do we have here? Cameron Chell, the chairman of ICOX Innovations, um, says that the bursting bubble was a blessing in disguise, gave us a lot of time to build and learn and things like that. So um, we actually have a CEO here with us. Shiv, what do you think of kind of what 2018 <coughs> has been comparatively to what you've seen in, you know, since you've started here in 2015? And where do you see kind of us going next year? Um, as far as where where the whole market's headed, I mean, I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise. I think it's a bloodbath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, let's let's yeah. be real. Um, but that's hot, honest takes. That, that's <laughs> yeah. what we like. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people who scammed, you know, but there's a lot of you know real really smart people who came into the market, you know. Not, not just for the money, but also because it was an easier place to raise money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, VC sucks. You know, I, I walk down Sandhill Road. I don't like it. Uh, no one likes it. There's all these 3X dilution clauses. There's all this crap. Um, and, you know, when there's this, there's this marketplace where, um, you know, the, the people who come into ICOs, they're not, they're not, dumb you know they're not dumb money they're they're actually doing a lot of research or they're just looking for the pump but either way they are you know they came in they came into an overheated market and uh they got smashed um and and that's that's the reality of it i think the good thing that comes out of it is that you know a lot of that hot air comes out and now we've got um the people who are left who are smart you know they build and they and they carry forward um kind of like uh, 2002, 2003, when 
you know, pets.com goes to zero, and then out of that, out of the ashes comes Amazon and you know Google and Facebook. Uh, so, I think only the only a few will survive. Um, you know, with brand names like Block Party, um, but uh, plug. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> plug away, baby. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, th- I think uh, yeah, 2018 uh, sucked, uh, and then I think 2019. I don't think 2019 is going to be you know an, a pump year i think it's going to be another slow year um with a lot more institutions looking at it you know the institutions take a lot of time you know they take years to get through their investment committees and management committees and all that kind of stuff and then they start building and then they you know fidelity was quick uh, i think um mm-hmm. a lot of other institutions will come in next year and then i, I think uh, 2020 will pump uh, big time but it'll be it'll be a real you know real institutional banked backed uh, sort of growth and there's all this regulate regulation on what's going to happen with ICOs versus security tokens and all that stuff. I mean, there's there's going to be another year of figuring that out, in my mind. What's your opinion on uh, the regulation side of things and where we might be headed with that? Uh, U.S. Most U.S. tokens will either go to zero or, you know, some of them will be utility tokens and then most of them will end up having to figure out how to convert, uh, in my opinion. I think there's a, there's a path to conversion, uh, but, but the problem is really fundamentally you lose you know, your cryptocurrency. You, and now you just fractionalized equity, which is kind of, kind of lame. It's just like being a NASDAQ capital markets, you know, early stage company. Um, I don't think security tokens are amazing. I think uh, cryptocurrencies are amazing, but uh, yeah. I don't think, I think the U.S. is behind the game. Yeah, well, I, I, I think it'll be surely interesting to see what the U.S. does with, because, you know, I think so far we've done a pretty decent job at not stifling the innovation, but I could see, you know, I've been listening to um, a couple people out there talking and, you know, if it could, the U.S. could just stifle the entire thing in one foul swoop and that would be pretty terrible in my opinion yeah, yeah. but um they won't anyway, yeah i don't think I they not. i don't think they can uh because there's uh there's just too many there's, there's too many businesses that are still going to grow and projects that's still going to happen it's just okay that a lot of them will end up becoming security tokens and the good thing is is that investors are interested in security tokens so they can continue to raise money and and grow so that's a good thing. And then, you know, one more point there to, that they they did mention in this article was, you know, uh, was, you know, dApps and things like that. Um, where do you see the dApp market in five years? Obviously, you're built on Ethereum. So, um, y- you know, you have a, a at least a pretty positive outlook. What do you think about um, dApps and things like that? I think dApps will become way more important. Than they have been. I mean, infrastructure, you know, will be very, very important for the next couple of years. Uh, but DApps, I mean, you know, all these infrastructure companies and blockchains are coming to us saying, "Oh, wow, you've got transactions. You know, come build on us, and c- we'll pay you, you know, all this money." Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, in the end, once you've got all this infrastructure, what are you going to do with it? Uh, you know, the whole point is to have transactions. Um, mm-hmm. In the end, so I think. You know, blockchain for tickets, blockchain for Uber, blockchain for whatever. I mean, sure. you know, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna come and they're going to, you know, have an impact. Um, they need to. Yeah, for, for sure. Growth. Cynthia, I don't know. Did you have a news story or not? 
I wasn't sure well, if we had two. I didn't. I didn't bring a news story, but while we were talking, it reminded me of something that I shared on Twitter today that I kind of wanted. It kind of fits with this talking about what a bloodbath this is uh, this year. Um, a friend of mine, Andrew Gordon, is a tax attorney in Chicago. I actually met him at Voice of Blockchain when I was there. And I tweeted today about uh, tax strategies when you're selling unrealized losses at the end of the year. Um, a lot of people worry about... Yeah, please uh, tell me about that. Specifically. <laughs> Speaking of losses, uh, you know, some people worry about wash sale rules. And um, he shared something with me um, in a different group that we were in. And I asked him if I could tweet it, tweet it and just credit him. And he said, yeah, of course. And Because I, I thought it was really interesting. He says that the, one of the best tax planning strategies is to sell your unrealized losses at the end of the year. Um He's, he, he doesn't think that wash sale rules apply to crypto. Um, he says, uh, you know, conservative position would be to wait enough time before rebuying to avoid wash sale. Um, but uh, if you have a substantial amount to get an opinion letter from a CPA or an attorney saying that wash sale rules don't apply, um, which I thought was interesting. And... Um, hmm. You know, so that's it's, that's it's, financial it, advice. Yeah, fun, yeah. I, this, I forgot to put that. That's not financial advice on my tweet. Actually, I should probably add that. But it's it's very interesting. Uh, that's all right. Everything we say here, stuff. everything we say here is financial advice. So. If you're taking financial advice from a podcast called Wrecked, uh, you might want to think are, again about your life. You're choices. in the wrong business. Right? <laughs> exactly. And then the the one thing I we did talk the other thing we did talk about in the. Uh, uh beginning of the show off air was the bloomberg articles and things like that um shiv you got an opinion on what we've been seeing from no, Bloomberg lately no, no, <laughs> no opinion whatsoever uh no honestly I, I was in i was in investment banking in 2008 9 and uh you know i got quoted a couple of times by bloomberg reporters and you know i i sort of got to know a couple of them pretty well and they they were told at the time by you know top level editorial that they had to come up with salacious news um, with with big catchy headlines ideally sexual innuendos um, <laughs> yeah I'm spicing it up here right uh, but, <laughs> I don't but think the, so <laughs> but but the reality is, I mean that's because otherwise it's just you know boring kind of stock quotes and and this and that and, and I think you know they're sort of, um, you know, that's what they're doing. You know, they've they've they had a brown cover, um, you know, of their magazine called, you know, sounds like sounds like, uh, or, or something, you know, sounds like Bitcoin or something like that. Um, <laughs> and it was, um, I don't know. I I just think that it, it's it's uh, it's it's selling magazines. Yeah. Know, that ultimately, you got to remember what they're what what's the point of them being around? They're selling magazines. They got to make money. Otherwise, they're yeah. going out of business. Most well, most of these guys are going out of business. So how do they sell right. magazines? That's very true. Um, it, and to back up a little bit, I don't think we explained what we were talking about when you got into this bunch of. But oh. it was the bloom the article that came out that Bloomberg was paying big bucks to uh, editors that came out with articles that quote unquote were able to move the market. Uh, that yes. are just sensationalized. Ooh. Sorry, I was and... talking about something else. I was talking about that cover, that <laughs> yeah. cover of the Bloomberg Business Week. That was just uh, 
Well, it's interesting. Horrendous. It's interesting that you said that, Cynthia, because the one that the article that that came out, I guess, last week, that really pissed me off was the one about like the headline was "Want to launder money? Go to your local Bitcoin ATM." <laughs> right. I'm like, and Are you kidding? I read that. I read that and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me, man!" Yeah. I'm like, this, I, "I'm like, this is bullshit." So um, that one went around, you know, pretty hard. It but did, yeah. but again, like that is one. That's an article and a headline that one I feel like is just completely irresponsible. But two would have the ability to move move a market in the sense that okay, you know, if you're not if you don't know about crypto and you know if you don't know about bitcoin all that's what normal people think about bitcoin and that's going to keep them from buying that's going to keep them from getting involved in bitcoin and blockchain and all that stuff and so that's a market suppressing headline for sure so Mm -hmm. um you know i tend to agree there (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's sad my husband likes to you know get angry over the fact that true journalism is a dying field but i totally agree that you know, a lot of things are moving this way towards, you know, what what is like going to catch, you know, everyone's eye, get clicks. It's all sensationalized and whatever. Did uh, do we count as journalists now? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just waiting for my credentials. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't Still waiting. I'm, Still waiting for mine in the mail also. But anyway, all right, that's going to do it for us for the news. We are going to get into some fun and games with Rapid Fire. Are you ready for this, Shiv? All right. (laughs) All right, Shiv, they're going to give you you the the gauntlet now. (laughs) So, Shiv couple of questions here for you we want to get to know you a little bit better um so just you know answer as honestly as you can uh but uh, just just for having a little bit of fun we want to we want our our audience to get to know you a little bit better so we'll start off with a couple of easy ones here for you what's your favorite movie uh dust till dawn great movie i i, I really I, <laughs> I, I i i agree with this message uh, <laughs> One of the best twists in any movie I've ever yeah, seen. Um, what was your, um, what would you say your, was your guilty pleasure song uh, while you were growing up? So as a kid, what was, the, what was the song that, you know, maybe you don't want your friends to know now that was your favorite song? <laughs> oh, dude. I grew up, uh, you know, I'm a... Uh, hmm. What'd you grow up Probably listening I, to? Probably I wear my sunglasses at night. Oh, my little Corey Hart. Heck yeah. That's, yeah, that's a Canadian. That's a good he's jam. A, he's a, that's a, another fellow Canadian. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see here. What's your favorite phone app? Coinbase. Coinbase. Cynthia, that's yours too, isn't it? Coinbase is the devil. <laughs> Coinbase is, Coinbase is going to get everyone in crypto. Uh, it, they sure will. One you at a time. Right, but yeah, we'll see. 100 million. Just like the devil will get all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Jeff, what's your favorite breakfast food? Breakfast food? Uh, yeah. Oof. Eggs. Just plain eggs. Plain eggs. <laughs> Boring. I, I'm, I'm very uh, routine oriented. No, that's all right. 
All right. Um, who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> Mila Kunis, maybe. That's, That's a good, good one. one. I just that watched her. One. I just rewatched the movie. Um, shoot, what was it called? Um, I don't know. I forget what it was called, but she was good looking. She was so good looking, I forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> uh, ex- extract was the name of the movie. It was. Uh, it was pretty good. It was. Uh, it was a. Uh, uh, Mike Judge movie. It was quite good. Um, very hot Mila Kunis, by the way. Um, do you have... Uh, do you, would you say you have any addictions? Uh, not necessarily, uh, you know, heavy drugs, but, uh, you know, something <laughs> that you can't live without. Yeah, I, I actually... Uh, I produce music, like, sometimes uh, on, mm-hmm. my, on my computer, so I sort of... I can, I can work, you know, all day, but then... You know, if I if I get on my computer and I start producing music, I could literally do it for 24, 48 hours at a stretch. Really? No sleep, no food kind no of thing? No sleep, no food. You know, just That's walk awesome. out of this recording studio with, like, pajamas on, eyes down, <laughs> and all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. A couple more here. Um, what's your favorite sport to watch? UFC. UFC. Yeah. Not I mean, I, I've sort of gone a little bit off it now because I just don't know who's who the... Who, who the, the big players are. are? Yeah, I used yeah. to like Chuck Liddell and versus Tito Ortiz and all those sorts of mm-hmm. guys, but uh, you know now I kind of don't know who anyone is. No, I'm with you. I I, I know those guys, you know the old school dudes, but uh, I don't know any of these new kids. Um, last question: What's your favorite conspiracy theory? What do you what what gets what gets into your head and and doesn't get out? Oh man, so many. So many yes. conspiracies, so little. Time. There are so many. <laughs> Made after my uh, own heart. We're big conspiracy theorists here, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> wow. I could go I, on for a while. Um, me too. I found a new one. I'll help it. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. talk no a little bit to help jog your memory. Um, so somebody sent this to me the other day, and uh, it was about two weekends ago, and it ruined my weekend because I went down what? the rabbit hole and did not get out. Um, so somebody said the movie Snowpiercer, uh, which oh, was a movie okay. that came out maybe 10 years ago. Uh, you know, it was, it was a good movie. Uh, was the sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, well, I, knew, I saw you share that, but I've never seen Snowpiercer or even know what it's about. So it's this, uh, it's this Korean director. He's great. And it's this, uh, post, not post-apocalyptic, but futuristic um, it's kind of like you know humans have ruined the you know ruined the planet, <coughs> and this guy created this train that everybody kind of lives on, and it's perpetual, like it's perpetu- perpetually uh, you know pushing all the time, um, and these people live on it, and they basically live off these like food rations, and it's it's insane. Um, so it was a good like I remember watching it at the time. I think I, I watched it once, uh, and you know it was, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, some good actors in it. Um, may have to watch And, this. you know, didn't think much of it at the time. But then you go uh, go onto YouTube and just Google Snowpiercer, Willy Wonka, Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you will, it will ruin your Mind day. Blown. It will ruin your day. Yeah. Hey, you, you I, will st- go I typed in Snowpiercer and the first thing that popped up was Snowpiercer, Willy Wonka. It's, no it's way. Ama- wow. It's so good. That's so if real. you're a Willy Wonka fan, go out and watch yourself some Snowpiercer. Uh, or I should probably watch the YouTube clips first and then watch Snowpiercer. Oh, there's even uh, a Reddit it, subforum for this. That's perfect. Wow. It blew my mind, so. I feel, I, feel like watching, I feel like eating chocolate and watching Willy Wonka right now. Oh, <laughs> right. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. 
So, do you, do you anything come to mind? Or? Oh, in, in that time, I, I was I was going down the rabbit hole myself on that. I know. Mentally. See, it's good. Well, you know what? We'll use that one as your favorite. That'll be your new favorite conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of political political ones, but you know, oh. I think they're, they're kind of boring. Me too. We won't get into mine. I got in trouble yeah, last time. No, which is more more fun ones. We want to stay light. We want to stay yeah. light as possible. <laughs> but that pretty much uh, that pretty much does it for us. Um, we'll give you uh, give you the stage right now to you know plug anything you want. Um, you know where can people find you? Uh, you know Twitter, Instagram. What do you got? <coughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at shivcoin. Uh, that's my handle. Um, where uh, Twitter for the company is go block party and. Uh, GoBlockParty.com is our website that's got everything else on it. So, um, yeah, I'd love to have you guys um, get on there, buy some tickets, check it out, and uh, come to one of our events. I know I'll definitely be hopping on board there. So we'll, uh, we'll attach both of those uh, Twitter uh, handles in our post tomorrow morning when we, uh, when we drop the show. So we'll make sure we, uh, we get you on there as well. Um, but that pretty much does it. Cynthia, you got anything to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. I really dig this. Bunch you had to leave, by I, the way. If anybody, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, if anybody's worried, that yeah, I know he, he, he wanted me to come on earlier. I appreciate it. Yeah, oh, he's a busy um, man. He's a very yeah. What did he have? Some kind of holiday thing to do with the, uh, the wife, think, the wifey. Think, yeah, I, th- I think something, something important, more important <laughs> than you and I, Cynthia. <laughs> oh, no, we had a good we had a good conversation though. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was good. I am a big no. fan of the uh, project though, and I've been looking at the yeah at your website while we've been talking. So I'm definitely gonna download the app and check it out. You're in Miami, right, Cynthia? In I'm close. I am in North Florida. Florida. I'm in Atlantic oh, Beach. I think we talked about you uh, trying to get you down to one of our festivals. Uh, yes, you that. did. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Now I see we your did. face. I remember. I remember uh, that is I why remember. I recognize your face. Yeah, I knew I recognized yeah, yeah. you from somewhere. <laughs> we've got we've yeah. got another one coming up in, in Florida. We should definitely make that happen. Do you? Yes. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll get. We with do you lots of stuff show. in Florida, actually. Florida. Yeah. and hopefully Toronto. Which part of Canada are you in? Uh, so yeah, I'm in the I guess the East central East. part of Canada. It's it's the main part. Uh, the main part. Where, Canadian, the, where all the oil is. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not. No, no. That's in the west. So uh, uh, every other Canadian that doesn't live close to Toronto hates Toronto because we're the we're the we're the New York, I guess, of Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the cool part. Uh, that's yeah, the cool, the part. cool part. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that makes sense for us. You are a hipster, so. I am. Well, I want to be. Come on. (laughs) Full-fledged hipster. But, uh, yeah, that pretty much does it for us. Uh, A little housekeeping. We just want to make sure you guys are giving us five-star ratings. I know Bunch always says, you know, four stars. No, no. Only five stars, guys. Uh, (laughs) Has Raptor Jesus changed his rating yet? I think he did. I think he did. Shut up. Did he? I I (laughs) think he did. I'll have to go back and look. He's still not following um, me on Twitter. It's making me mad. Is he not? Uh, no, he's, he's doing it on purpose. I know guy. he is. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting under your skin. It is. Um, he but yeah, follow doing. us. Uh, follow us on our Twitter. Follow us on our Instagram. Uh, follow us on our Telegram. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. Um, but for Rec Podcast, for Block Party, I'm Crypto Chamber. And don't get wrecked. And that's financial advice. Financial advice. <laughs> 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 awesome. uh, That's pretty much it. That was a fun one.